Welcome to the MVP podcast. Today is November 19th, 2020. We got a lot to go over today, so let's just jump right in. So we had the NBA draft last night, the virtual draft, and there's a lot of trades going on and a lot of good picks and a lot of young guys that will be joining some solid teams. So I wanted to go over my top 10 picks that I thought were great from last night. This is kind of just based on my opinion, what I've seen from them in college, what I've read about them the last night and today, and kind of how I see their fit and how their role can fit with their new team. So let's get it going with my top 10 picks from last night's NBA draft. Coming in at number 10, I've got Cassius Stanley to the Indiana Pacers. So I just wanted to kick off with talking about the Pacers only pick of the night, which is Cassius Stanley from Duke. I really like Cassius Stanley. Uh, He was all the hype coming out of high school. He was one of the top guys in the class. He's super athletic and was a pretty solid contributor at Duke. He may not have lived up to all the hype that people had for him um, after his early high school years, but after Sierra Canyon and Duke, I think he's shown some work ethic. I saw some articles about how on draft night he was like in the gym at 5.45 a.m. So he's very driven. He's been working out with Russell Westbrook. So very high upside here, super athletic. He kind of reminds me of a little bit of Gerald Green right now, just the way he got that bounce. And But if he can develop a well-rounded game in Indiana, he could be a solid contributor for that team. So I really like the Pacers getting Cassius Stanley at number 54. So coming in at number nine was the pick right before him, which was another Cassius, and that's Cassius Winston. He went to Washington. He's the point guard from Michigan State. So I like this pick because the Wizards just kind of need depth and getting a second in the second round. That's all you're really looking for as an NBA team. So I think Cassius Stanley will come in and he, he'll be a solid backup right off the bat. He spent four years at Michigan State where he was one of the best guards in the Big Ten and near the end of his career, one of the best guards in the country. So I think this is a great pickup for Washington in the second round. He should be able to come in and run the second unit for them when John Wall isn't on the court. So I think Cassius Winston here is a great pick for Washington. At number eight, I've got Nico Mannion to Golden State. Nico Mannion is a point guard from Arizona. He's the redheaded kid that was, um, he was, he had a lot of hype coming out of high school. Um, he kind of underperformed at Arizona, but hopefully he can develop his game behind Steph Curry. And in that offense, like getting to learn from Curry and learn from Steve Kerr, he should be able to develop in that system and not really have a lot of pressure to be good right away. So even though he may not have been the most dominant college player and he may have underperformed, he ends up in a great situation where he can learn from a lot of great guards and hopefully develop his game and his offense in that Golden State system because he could turn into a pretty good player in that in that offense. Coming in at number seven, I've got Tyrell Terry. I believe he's from Harvard. But he went to Dallas, um, so he adds some shooting next to Luka. People kind of compare him to Trey Young and Steph Curry with the way he can kind of like hit the deep shots and kind of hit from anywhere and kind of his um, shoot off the bounce. So if he can become anything like those two guys, then 
even like not even close, just somewhere in that that realm of just knocking down shots and being able to hit shots off the dribble. He'll be a great backcourt mate for Luca. So I think his fit there as a knockdown shooter in Dallas will be a really key. Next up at number six, I've got Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. He went to Philadelphia. People kind of compare him to Tyler to Lou Williams. So I think that he could be a really good solid bench scorer, energizer option for the Sixers off the bench, and he could be a nice um, shooter next to Embiid and Simmons, so kind of a floor spacer. Um, He didn't really have a great year at Kentucky, but getting into a spot where he doesn't have to be thrust into a starting role or a predominant role in the offense will be great for him, getting to develop on a good Philly team where he, he can be kind of a backseat scorer to some of these other guys that they have will help his development and should turn him into hopefully a solid contributor for that Philly team. Coming in at number five, I've got Minnesota who took Leandro Bolombaro. He's from, he's one of the international guys. Um, He's probably the next highest ranked international guy behind um, Killian Hayes and Denny Avita. So I think that his, he's a great, option on the wing to help get some scoring for Cat and D'Lo. It seems like that was the main focus for Minnesota in this draft with getting Edwards, some other guards and wings that they got. So he needs to develop his shot to be uh, to reach his full potential, but he should be able to contribute right away. He was playing pro ball overseas, so getting that experience right off the bat would be nice for a Minnesota team that is hoping to contribute right away. Coming in at number four, I've got Cole Anthony from UNC going to Orlando. This could end up being one of the biggest deals of the draft. Anthony kind of had a disappointing and injury-riddled season at UNC, but he was one of the top guys coming out of high school. His dad's Greg Anthony, who was an NBA player and a pretty solid one at that. So I think he's got the NBA DNA, and he could just end up being one of the top guys in this class. He's just a scoring guard that can go get a bucket whenever so him next to Markel Fultz in Atlanta or in Orlando to have two guys that can just go get a bucket and go attack when needed will be really really nice for Orlando so coming in at number three is a guy that slid a little bit um farther than what the mocks had predicted him at and that's Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State he got drafted to Sacramento so The thing about him is he just kind of makes everybody around him better. Um, He's got great vision. He's going to find guys if they're leaking out for outlet passes. He's really good outlet passer. So he's going to play, make, and create for other people right off the bat and elevate the game of everybody else. But his scoring will need to be developed for him to be really an effective player for them and a key option on offense. Um, He just needs to get a little bit better off the dribble and be a little bit more consistent in his jumper it's a little weird so it's hard for him to get shots off the dribble pretty easily but he could be a nice backcourt mate for fox for years to come so it's a great pickup for them where they got him for sacramento coming in at number two is one of the guys that i think slipped the farthest and probably was the best pickup for this team that's ob Toppin to the knicks They got their guy without even having to move up. Like It was expected he was going to be a top five, and he slid all the way to the Knicks. So that should bring some excitement to the Garden. He's a hometown guy, and uh, he should be able to help take some pressure off of R.J. Barrett, but will definitely need to uh, develop his game more well all around 
to be a solid four in the league, but he could probably play small ball five right now. I mean, he definitely can come in and play four for you, but he's definitely going to need to develop a better three-point shot, be confident, confident taking more threes, but his aggressiveness and athleticism off the pick and roll should be there right away. He will struggle on defense, so that will be one thing that he's going to need to work on as well. My top favorite pick of the night and one that I think was could end up being the biggest steal is Denny Avita to the Wizards. So this was a great pick for the Wizards. He should be able to come in right away and start at the three or the four for them. He's probably one of the safest picks. He's got tons of accolades from everything he's done overseas. I'm definitely getting a jersey. Um, but he does need to become a more consistent three-point shooter and off-ball player if he's going to play next to Beal and Wall. And so he could end up being one of like the primary playmakers for their second unit to start early, but I think he'll end up in the starting lineup and he'll fit in nicely next to Beal and Wall. I think this was a great pickup for the Wizards, and I think that having him slide to them was probably the perfect fit for them. Them and the Knicks, I think, those two picks, getting those two guys to slide all the way to them were ideal fits for what those guys were looking for. So I thought it was a pretty good draft last night. I think a lot of teams got better. I guess we'll see a little bit more when it comes to summer league and then free agency opens on, on Friday so that we'll get a little bit more feel for how these teams will be looking in total. Um, but but I, I thought there was a lot of teams that made a lot of good picks. There's a lot of guys I didn't mention, like James Wiseman to the Warriors is a great pick. That'll be something that they've never had before. And I think Anthony Edwards will be solid. People don't really think he has the drive and motivation to be good at basketball, but we'll see what happens with him and Kat and D'Lo in in, um, Minnesota. So now we'll move on to NFL Week 11 preview, where I've got stay away games, purgatory games, and locks of the week. And then we'll finish up with best bets of the week and we'll finish off the show with tv time so let's get over to nfl week 11 preview we're gonna kick off the week 11 slate with my first stay away game and that is the Bengals versus the Washington football team. So this is a one o'clock game in Washington. The money line on this is Washington minus 130, Cincinnati plus 110, the spread being Washington minus two. Coming into this one, Washington's two and seven, and the Bengals are two and six and one. I'm going to take Cincinnati money line and spread here. Washington is pretty solid, but I just don't really trust Alex Smith. I also think Burrow is just due for another win. I mean, he's been playing pretty solid football. They just haven't been winning games, and I think that they're going to take advantage of this weaker Washington team. I think their offense has been solid enough. He's finding enough receivers that Burrow is just going to find a way to get them to win in this one. This is my stay first stay away game, though, because it's just two bad teams that are headed for the top of the draft. And you just never really know what's going to happen here. So I'm going to take Cincinnati plus 110 and plus two. But I would stay away. This is just one of those weird, crappy teams facing off. For fantasy this week, my stardom for Cincinnati is going to be Joe Burrow. I think he's going to will them to a win and have a pretty solid fantasy day. 
My sit-em is going to be Giovanni Bernard. He's been a little bit better in the past game, and I guess without Mixon, it's him. He's going to get a little bit more touches, but I just think that the Bengals are going to be airing it out, and this is going to be a shootout between two bad teams. So I think the receivers are going to get a little bit more touches than Gio will this week. My starter this week for Washington is Terry McLaurin. He's probably about one of the only guys on that team that's a consistent start with maybe Antonio Gibson. So McLaurin should be in your lineup every week. He's their top fantasy guy, and and he's just been good all year. My sit this week is going to be J.D. McKissick. I think Antonio Gibson is the starter there and the guy that you should be playing if you have him. McKissick just didn't have a great week last week, and Gibson did, so I think that trend will continue. Gibson tends to get more touches and more snaps in the passing game also. So my sit this week for Washington is J.D. McKissick. My next stay-away game of the weekend is the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. This will be the Thursday night football game in Seattle. The money line on this is Arizona plus 200. Seattle minus 240 with the spread being Seattle minus five and a half. Both teams are coming in at six and three in this one. So last time these teams met was a couple weeks ago and it was a great overtime shootout where the Cardinals got a field goal in overtime to win at home. And I think we're due for another tight one, especially with the way Seattle's been playing lately. But I'm going to take Seattle money line, but Arizona plus five and a half here. I think it's going to come down to a field goal either way. So I think the plus five and a half is a pretty safe, safe spread. But I would stay away from this game. These are two pretty good teams. Seahawks have been struggling lately, but they're due for a bounce back. And the Cardinals have been hot. So two division rivals going head to head. Seattle at home, it's hard not to take them at home. So that's where I'm leaning in this one. But I would definitely stay away from this game. This one's definitely a toss up. For fantasy this week, my stardom for the Cardinals is going to be Kyler Murray. Last time they played in the last few weeks, he's just been unreal. So you got to start Kyler Murray this week. My sit this week is going to be Kenyon Drake. Last time they played the Seahawks, Chase Edmonds had a big game and Kenyon Drake did not. So I think something similar will happen if this game tends to be the same as last time. My stardom this week for Seattle is DK Metcalf. He's been killing it. He's been one of the top guys out of their great receiving core this year. So if you've got DK, he's a definite wide receiver one stardom this week. My sit this week is going to be Carlos Hyde. I think that they've got uh, Chris Carson back this week. And even on top of that, they've found some other options other than Hyde that have been pretty productive. So I would sit Hyde this week because of just all the running backs that they've got in that room. My next stay away game is going to be the Titans versus the Ravens. This is a one o'clock game in Baltimore. The money line on this is Tennessee plus 220 and Baltimore minus 278, with the spread being Baltimore minus six and a half. Both teams are coming in at six and three. I'm going to take Baltimore in this one, money line and spread. I think they get a nice bounce back win after that bad loss to the Pats. They kind of got unlucky playing in the rain. But uh, they're better than they've looked in the last few weeks. If they lose, though, I think they could be in the fraud category. We'll see. I mean, if they lose, they might lose the um, ground in the wild card because the Steelers are running away with that division. And then you've got the Bills and the Colts and the Titans and the Dolphins all right in the mix for that next, and even the Raiders for that next playoff spot. So. 
Baltimore loses to another AFC playoff team, it's not looking good for them. So they need a win here to start trending back in the right direction. But I think Tennessee also needs a win here after losing to the Colts last week. They need a nice bounce back to stay on track for the playoffs. I mean, they're still in the same position as Baltimore here. Six and three, they need to win two to stay in that playoff hunt. Um, So I think these teams are really evenly matched. I think Baltimore has a slight edge. I just think that their offense and with Lamar and their defense is a little bit better. Um, So I'm taking Baltimore here, money line and spread, but definitely a stay away from me because I think both these teams are evenly matched and both of them are going to come out and really want this win to get back on track. So my starting for Tennessee this week is Derrick Henry. He's been a beast all year. Keep Keep keeping him in. He's going to keep being a beast for you. My sit him this week is going to be Steven Goskowski. There's so many kickers out there that you could find. Goskowski's been inconsistent, so I would drop him and try to find somebody else if you have him as your starting kicker right now. My starting this week for the Ravens is going to be Lamar Jackson. He, I think he's going to have a bounce back week. He's going to be a lot better. Hopefully he can get some ground and passing game going a little bit more than he has the last few weeks. So hopefully he should increase his output this week against Tennessee. My sit this week is going to be J.K. Dobbins. I think Mark Ingram is back, and they've kind of been going with whoever's the hot hand. So I think that the power running game is going to be important for them this week, and that's where Mark Ingram is going to get a lot more touches than J.K. Dobbins. So my sit this week for the Ravens is going to be J.K. Dobbins. My next stay-away game is the Colts versus the Packers. This is a 425 game in Indianapolis. The money line on this is Packers plus 112 and Colts minus 136 with the spread being Colts minus two and a half. The Packers come in at seven and two and the Colts come in at six and three. So I think at home the Colts can hold off the Packers. So I'm going to take Colts money line and spread here. The defense has been really great. Last few weeks, getting Leonard back, they've been really tough. Buckner's been awesome. So I think that they'll do enough to slow down the Packers offense. The key to this game will be if Phillip Rivers is good or not. Phil Rivers has a good game. The Colts will win because the defense will be in, will do enough to slow down the Packers offense to give the Colts offense an opportunity to win the game. So I think it's a matter of whether Phil Rivers is good or not. So that's why this is a stay away game for me. I don't trust Phillip Rivers yet and the Packers are one of the best teams in football. So uh, my picks are going to be the Colts, but that's just because I like the Colts and, and I didn't really know who to take here. Should be a great game, one of the better 4 o'clock games. So should be a fun one in Indy on Sunday. My stardom this week for the Packers is going to be Devontae Adams. He's been on fire the last few weeks. He's a must-start. And my sit is going to be Robert Tanya. The receivers have been getting a little bit more targets and catches and touchdowns, so Tanya just hasn't done much. He's been pretty disappointing the last few weeks. So if you got a better tight end option, I would go with the other option. My stardom this week for the Colts is going to be Michael Pittman. He broke out last week with his first 100-yard game, and I think that he could get some more targets again this week and could get maybe in the end zone, hopefully. So I think that Pittman's got some upside this week if you're looking for a nice flex receiver position or if you got some guys on buys and you need somebody to replace, Pittman could be a solid option here. My sit this week is going to be T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, he had a decent week last week, but he's just been so inconsistent that – I just wouldn't put him in your lineup anymore. He's just, until he can prove that he's going to get in the end zone consistently or at least get a lot of yards, I just wouldn't start him. He's not even really getting targeted that much. So my sit him this week for the Colts is T.Y. Hilton. 
We're going to wrap up the stay away games this week with the Rams versus the Bucks. This is the Monday night football game in Tampa. The money line on this is Tampa Bay minus 195 and the Rams plus 155 with the spread being Tampa Bay minus three. Tampa Bay comes in at seven and three and the Rams come in at six and three. I'm going to take Tampa Bay money line and spread in this one. If we kind of want to look at some of the trends that have been happening with the Bucks this season, especially with Brady, he had a bad game and then he went back to back good games. So right now, if that pattern is going to continue, they had a really bad loss then they had a big win. So then they are expected to get another big win if that pattern continues, and I think it will. So I'm expecting the Bucs to get another big win and Brady to have another big day. The Rams' defense is a lot better than a lot of the teams that they face this year, and they could give Brady fits, but I just think that the Bucks' defense has been really good, and I think the offense is going to do enough to get the win here. Um, but it, definitely a stay-away game for me. There's a lot better games to bet on this week than this one. So... I mean, if you're really confident in the Bucks, I would look into it, but I'm staying away from this one. Both of these teams are good. Both of these teams are playoff teams that are going to be competing, so I think it's going to be a tight game. For fantasy this week, my stardom for the Bucks is going to be Tom Brady. Like I said, if the pattern continues, he's due for another big week. My sit this week is going to be Antonio Brown. There was some weird stuff with some like security cameras, and I don't know. He had a good week last week, but... I feel like his availability is kind of in question, even though nobody's really talking about it. Um, so look out for Antonio Brown to maybe not be active this week, but I doubt it. It looks like he's going to be playing. Um, but still, there's just a lot of options on that team, and for him coming in as a new guy, I don't expect him to have a big week every week. So my sit is going to be Antonio Brown. My start him this week for the Rams It's going to be Jared Goff. I think they're going to be playing from behind, and Goff is going to have to air it out. And if they're going to stay in this game, Goff is going to have to have a good game through the air. So my stardom this week is going to be Jared Goff. My sit this week is going to be Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, Malcolm Brown got a majority of the touches and got in the end zone a lot more last week. So I think that trend will kind of continue. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up with any of their running backs any week. So, I mean, if you got better options than Daryl Henderson, definitely go with those guys. So my sit this week for the Rams is going to be Daryl Henderson Jr. We're going to kick off the purgatory games with the Texans versus the Pats. It's a 1 o'clock game in Houston. The money line on this is New England minus 148 and Houston plus 120, with the spread being New England minus 2.5. New England comes in at 4-5 and five and Houston comes in at 2-7. and seven. So I think this is going to be an upset. This is the upset I want you guys to look out for, so I'm going to take the Texans money line and spread here. Pats just haven't been good the last few weeks. And they got really lucky to play in the rain last week, and that's how they got the win versus the Ravens. I think going into Houston is going to be tough. Sean Watson at home is going to be slinging the ball around, and I think he's going to lead them to the victory. So this is not a lock for me, but I think if you're looking for an upset pick this week, this is definitely one of the top upset picks that you should be looking at. Houston is, I think, a, a little bit better than their 2-7 and seven record, and the Pats are definitely worse than what their 4-5 and five record shows. So I think Houston's going to get the win here. So I'm taking Houston plus 120 and Houston plus two and a half. For fantasy, for Houston, my stardom this week is going to be Deshaun Watson. Like I said, I think if they're going to win, Deshaun Watson's going to lead him there, slinging the ball all over the field. So I think Watson's going to do for another good game. My stardom is going to be Kenny Stills. He just hasn't really been performing much for them, especially in fantasy, and doesn't even really get a lot of catches or yards. So he's just not even worth playing or picking up at this point. 
My starting this week for the Pats is going to be Jacoby Myers. He's kind of emerged as one of their top fantasy receivers this year and especially over the last few weeks. So I think if you're looking for a nice flex guy, Jacoby Myers could be a solid option. My sit this week is James White. He's really only been getting catches, so he's not even getting any carries. And with Rex Burkhead getting a solid amount of touches, White's role has kind of been diminished. So if you have White, I would probably sit him this week if you've got some better options. My next purgatory game is the Panthers versus the Lions. This is a 1 o'clock game in Carolina. The money line on this is Carolina minus 125 and Detroit plus 104 with the spread being Carolina minus 1.5. Carolina's coming into this game at 3-7 and seven, and Detroit's coming in at 4-5. and five. So at home, I think I'm going to take Carolina money line and spread. Even without McCaffrey, Davis has been really good and stepped up in his place. Um, on top of that, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel have stepped up and been pretty solid the last few weeks. Teddy Bridgewater is literally putting his body on the line to try to help these team, this team get wins. So I think that minus one and a half will be a pretty decent cover for the Panthers here, getting a nice home win. But it's not a lock because I just think Detroit can surprise some people here. I, I would lean towards Carolina. They've got a lot better talent, and I think that they've got a lot of guys that have been playing a lot better recently. But Detroit's been pretty sneaky, so um, proceed with caution here. My stardom this week for the Panthers is going to be Mike Davis. Like I said, he's been good in McCaffrey's absence. Not uh, not all the same fantasy points that McCaffrey puts up, but he does enough to be a starting caliber running back in pretty much any league. My sit this week is McCaffrey. Got to wait another week. I guess we just got to keep playing the waiting game, my McCaffrey uh, owners. I'm in, I'm in that club too, so I feel your pain. My stardom this week for Detroit is going to be DeAndre Swift. He's had a good streak of games going. Expect that to continue. He's been getting a lot of carries and some catches, so look for DeAndre Swift to have another good week. My stardom is going to be Adrian Peterson. They've been running the hot hand with Swift, so Peterson just hasn't been doing much for them. So if you have Peterson, which I doubt you do, um, just sit him. There's, there's better options out there. And Swift is just kind of taking over that role for them. So my sit this week is going to be Adrian Peterson. My next purgatory game is going to be the Browns versus the Eagles. This is a 1 o'clock game in Cleveland. The money line on this is Browns minus 182 and Philly plus 150, with the spread being Browns minus 3. Cleveland's coming in at 6-3, and three and Philly's coming in at 3-5-1. and five and one. So I'm not really a big fan of the Eagles this year. And I think the Browns' offense has been much improved since Nick Chubb has returned from his injury. And I think that they're just going to pound the ball down the Eagles' throat and get a win here. I think that they're going to control the clock and control the game with their run game and defense. So I'm taking Browns' money line and spread here. Minus three should be enough. I think that their offense should be better at home, having the nice being in your own bed, Getting your game day routine in at home is going to be nice for them. Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, I think, are going to have big days. So look for the Browns to really put it to the Eagles with their ground game and defense this week. For fantasy, my stardom this week for the Browns is going to be Nick Chubb. Like I said, ground and pound. That's what they're going to do if they're going to get the win. He's been good. He was really good last week. So look for Nick Chubb to have another big week. My stardom this week is going to be Austin Hooper. 
he hasn't really been very good in their passing game, regardless of whether they're playing from behind or they're playing from ahead. And I think that they're going to be playing from ahead and pounding the ball this week. So I don't think Austin Hooper is going to do much for you. If you've got better tight end options, I would look elsewhere. My stardom this week for the Eagles is going to be Miles Sanders. Since he's been back, he's been pretty solid. I know him and Boston Scott have kind of split carries there, and Boston Scott had a good week last week. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be a key this week to the Eagles trying to help get a win. So look for Miles Sanders in your lineup this week. My sit this week is going to be Jalen Ragger. The rookie just hasn't really provided much for them. So until he can really prove his worth um, in the receiver position, the Eagles have a lot of better options if you're looking to play an Eagles receiver on Sunday. So my sit is going to be Jalen Rager. Next up on my purgatory games is going to be the Chiefs versus the Raiders. This is the Sunday night football game in Vegas. The money line on this is Chiefs minus 295 and Raiders plus 230 with the spread being Chiefs minus 6.5. Kansas City comes in at 8-1 and and the Raiders come in at 6-3. and So the only loss of the season for the Chiefs was to the Raiders. And I just don't think that they're going to let that happen twice. So I'm going to take the Chiefs money line and spread in this one. But it's in my purgatory category and not my lock category because the Raiders did figure them out last time. So if the Raiders can come out and reproduce that same game plan and really get the Chiefs into the positions that they had them in last time, I think that they could end up getting an upset victory here. But I just think Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to come out firing. They're not going to lose to the Raiders twice in one year. They're going to want the split in this series, and they're going to want to take it to them in the new Vegas arena. So I'm taking the Chiefs here, money line and spread, and I think that that's going to be a pretty solid pick. And I think that the Chiefs are going to roll over the Raiders this weekend. My stardom this week for the Chiefs is going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's just awesome, so you should be starting him anyways. My sit-in this week is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is pretty much the main back there, and Bell just really hasn't found any value for him yet in fantasy for fantasy purposes. So we'll see what happens. He might get more established in their offense, but for now he's definitely a sit-in candidate. My stardom this week for the Raiders is going to be Derek Carr. They're definitely going to have to throw the ball if they're going to keep up with this Kansas City offense. So I think that he could be an important piece to the Raiders' success this week. My sit this week is going to be Henry Ruggs. The rookie just hasn't done much until he can prove to fantasy owners that he can provide some good fantasy points. He belongs on the bench or in the free agent pool. So my sit this week for the Raiders is going to be Henry Ruggs. Next up, we've got the Dolphins versus the Broncos. This is a 4.05 game in Denver. The money line on this is Miami minus 182 and Denver plus 150, with the spread being Miami minus 3.5. Miami comes in at 6-3 and and Denver comes in at 3-6. and Dolphins have been playing some pretty good football this season. At 6-3, and they're now on pace to make the playoffs and compete for the AFC East um, title. Um, and Denver has kind of been up and down, but they've tended to hang around in a lot of the games they bid in and fight to the bitter end. But I just think that this week, Tua and Miami are going to be too much, and Tua's going to get his third straight win on the road. So I'm going to take Miami money line and spread here, minus 182 and minus 3.5. I do think that being in Denver will be tough um, on the road in Denver for the rookie to uh, new conditions up in the elevation. It could could be an interesting game. But so I would take the Dolphins with some conf, 
with some caution, but I'm pretty confident that the Dolphins are going to go into Denver and get a nice win this week and playing some good football, and I think that they're going to continue to play some good football. My stardom this week for fantasy for the Dolphins is going to be Tua. I think he's going to come in and pick apart the Denver off defense and lead Miami to a nice win this week. My sit-em is going to be Salvon Ahmed. He had a good week last week, but I just don't think that's going to continue with Breda back. I think Breda is going to get a lot more of the carries and a lot more touches. So I think Ahmed is going to kind of take a backseat to Breda's role here. My start in this week for the Broncos is going to be Jerry Judy. The rookie has been great this year, and hopefully he can uh, get some yardage and get in the end zone in a game that should be a heavy passing attack for the Broncos. My sit is going to be Deshaun Hamilton. With Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick and some of the other guys that have stepped up in the in the place, Hamilton is kind of taking a back seat after he had that one big week a few weeks ago. So I would sit him until he can prove that he can consistently put up some fantasy points for you and your team. So my sit him this week for the Broncos is going to be Deshaun Hamilton. My last purgatory game of the week is going to be the Jets versus the Chargers. It's a 405 game in LA. The money line on this is Chargers minus 420 and Jets plus 320 with the spread being Chargers minus 8.5. Coming into this one, the Chargers are 2-7 and seven and the Jets are 0-9. Jets suck. I'm taking the Chargers money line and spread. But, like, this game is one of those where you're like, eventually the Chargers have to win, though, right? They'll have to get one, like, maybe. So I would take the Chargers with caution here, but I think a money line bet is a pretty safe pick here. Herbert's been pretty good and should be able to lead them at home. I guess we'll see how he plays with his new haircut. He looks like a fucking like 14-year-old boy who's still going through puberty. It's pretty bad. The buzz cut is not a good look for him. He needs to keep the long hair because his acne is out of control. Um, so, so we'll see what happens there. But I think that the Chargers are a safe bet. Expect the Jets to improve to 0-10. Yes, I said improve to 0-10 because that's what they should be hoping for. They need to go 0-16 because then they get Trevor Lawrence. If they start winning games, then they just ruin the reason. Like, what's the point of winning games anymore? So, improve to 0-10. I think that's what's going to happen. Chargers win this one. My stardom this week is going to be Justin Herbert. Like I said, he's been good the last few weeks. He's actually been a pretty decent starting quarterback if you needed to find somebody. So I think Justin Herbert is a solid stardom this week. My sit-em this week is going to be Joshua Kelly. He's just not really been consistent and has had a couple down weeks in a row. So I would sit him and see if there's some other guys out there that can produce you a little bit more. My stardom this week for the Jets is going to be Jamison Crowder. He's about the only player on that team worth putting in any lineup. He's been getting points every week and has been pretty solid even on the shitty Jets team. My sit-em is going to be Frank Gore. They found other options that are younger at running back, and Frank Gore just hasn't really been doing much, especially when they're playing from behind every game. The run game hasn't been as important. So my sit this week for the Jets is Frank Gore. Let's kick off the locks of the week. This one's a kind of a ballsy pick, but my first game that's the lock of the week is going to be the Saints versus the Falcons. So 1 o'clock game in New Orleans. The money line on this is New Orleans minus 235 and Atlanta plus 190 with the spread being New Orleans minus 5. New Orleans comes in at 7-2 and two, and Atlanta comes in at 3-6. and six. Something even without Breeze, Jameis comes in and gets the job done at home for New Orleans. The little Taysom Hill mixed in, I think it keeps Atlanta guessing and on their toes. So I'm going to lock in 
New Orleans money line and spread. Their defense has been pretty solid, and the offense has all the weapons that Jameis will need to be successful this week. So I think a home game against a weaker Atlanta team and a division rival, I think Jameis leads the Saints to a nice win here, at least a touchdown margin of victory. So lock in the Saints this week, at least money line. If you're looking at a minus five, I'd probably take that as well. For fantasy this week, my stardom is going to be Alvin Kamara. I think he's going to be very important with Jameis. I know Jameis is known for launching the ball down the field, but there's going to be a lot of checkdowns and probably a lot more than usual, even though Breeze does check down to Kamara almost every time anyways. My sit is going to be Emmanuel Sanders. I think that if the Saints get up in this one, they're going to try to take the ball out of Jameis's hands as much as possible and give it to Kamara and Latavius Murray. So I think that if they get up, they're going to be running the ball a lot more than they usually would. My stardom this week for Atlanta is going to be Julio Jones. Since he's been back from his injury, he's been a pretty good fantasy player, and he's been a pretty good provider to that Atlanta offense. So if they're going to hang around with New Orleans this week, they're going to have to get into a shootout. So I think that Julio Jones will be a big contributor this week for Atlanta. My sit-in this week is going to be Russell Gage. There's just other options on Atlanta that have been a lot better. So Russell Gage just hasn't been putting up the fantasy numbers needed to be put in any sort of lineup. So my sit this week for Atlanta is going to be Russell Gage. My next lock of the week comes in the Vikings versus the Cowboys. This one's a 425 game in Minnesota. The money line on this is Minnesota minus 345 and Dallas plus 270 with the spread being Minnesota minus 7. Minnesota's coming in at 4-5. Dallas is coming in at 2-7. and seven. So I think Dallas is just in a free fall, and Minnesota's really starting to find something with their offense behind Cousins and Dalvin Cook. So I think at home they just get a nice big win. So I'm going to take the money line and the spread, lock it in here. I think Dallas, without a solid QB option, I just don't really have faith in them, and I think that their defense is atrocious. So I think Dalvin Cook and the offense should have a big day, should get them a big win and get them back to 500. So I'm taking the lock of Minnesota minus 345 money line and minus seven for the spread. For fantasy this week, my start on for Minnesota is going to be Dalvin Cook. He's had like, what, 200 yards the past two weeks and a couple touchdowns. So he's a must start. He's been one of the top running backs over the last few weeks. My sit is going to be Alexander Matson. With how on fire Cook has been, there's no reason for Madsen to get any touches, so he hasn't. So he's definitely a sit this week for the Vikings. My start this week for the Cowboys is Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's the guy that's going to be the key to keeping them and unlocking their season. I mean, he's been really bad the last few weeks for fantasy, so if the Cowboys can find ways to get him more involved, I think that will help them greatly. My sit is going to be Michael Gallup. I just don't trust the quarterback, and Michael Gallup wasn't even good when they had Dak. So if you got better receiver options, I would sit Michael Gallup this week. My last lock of the week is the Steelers versus the Jags. This is a 1 o'clock game in Jacksonville. The money line on this is Pittsburgh minus 480 and Jacksonville plus 350, with the spread being Pittsburgh minus 10. Pittsburgh comes in at 9-0, and and Jacksonville comes in at 1-8. and so the Steelers are just rolling right off the bat. And I think that it's just going to continue this week. Jacksonville just really hasn't been good since they surprised beat the Colts in week one. And I really don't expect much to change for them. Steelers offense has been really hot. Big Ben is finding all of his receivers, Juju, um, Claypool, everybody. So they put up 
they won by 20 plus last week versus the Bengals, and I think that they're due for another big win over another bad AFC team this week. So lock in Steelers minus 480 and minus 10. I think that they're going to run it up on Jacksonville, win by 20 plus again, cover that minus 10 spread, and get a nice win and improve to 10 and 0. So my stardom this week for Pittsburgh is going to be Big Ben. Like I said, he's been finding all his guys, and he's been a pretty good fantasy quarterback the last few weeks. My sit is going to be Deontay Johnson. Claypool and Juju have been getting a lot more targets and getting a lot more touchdown catches. So I think Deontay Johnson is a sit If you can try to get Claypool or Juju, those guys are better options on the Pittsburgh wide receiver core. My stardom this week for the Jags is going to be James Robinson. He's just about the only player on that team that's worth starting. So if you need a good running back, he's definitely there. My sit-em is going to be Keelan Cole. Um, he's been struggling. The only reason he had a good week last week was because of that long punt return touchdown. So I don't expect him to do that again. So expecting a, a back down week from Keelan Cole. We're going to wrap up week 11. I've got three parlays for you guys to look into here for my best bets. So let's get started. I've got a 1 o'clock parlay. This is a three-team parlay, all teams that play at 1 o'clock. The odds on this are plus 267, which is $10 to win $26.72. And that is New Orleans money line, Pittsburgh money line, and Houston money line. So I think all those teams are looking like they're in a good position to win, and you get the plus odds on Houston, which is nice. So look into that one for some 1 o'clock games. For my afternoon parlay, which is a mix of 4 o'clock games and then the night game, is is going to be another three-teamer. The odds on this are plus 147, which is 10 to win 14.66. And that is the Chargers money line, the Dolphins money line, and the Chiefs money line. Then my last one is my 18 parlay. This one's a little bit riskier, but it's got some good odds and it got some good teams that I think can really get some good wins this week. The odds on this are plus 1,088, so that's $10 to win $108.85. And that is Pittsburgh money line, Kansas City money line, Chargers money line, Houston money line, Minnesota money line, Miami money line, and New Orleans money line. So that's going to wrap up. Week 11 preview. Hope you guys win some money this week. We should have a lot of good football games going on. Hopefully your fantasy teams are getting geared up and ready for the playoffs. I know mine are. So get ready for a good week 11 week of football. Now we're going to move on to TV time. On this episode of TV Time, I wanted to talk about a new show on Showtime that I just started watching. I actually haven't finished the full first season yet, but I thought it was funny enough to share with you guys, and that is called Moonbase 8. So the first season just dropped on Showtime. I think you can watch all eight episodes, but like, I don't know, some, some places it's like dropping. I might drop weekly. I'm not really sure, so you'll have to look into that. I couldn't really tell. I was like, they showed up on Showtime, but I wasn't sure if I was able to watch them or not. Um, so there's eight episodes, 30-minute episodes. It's starring John C. Riley, who you know from Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. 
he's playing Cap, who's like the captain of the the NASA crew. And then it's got Fred Armisen, who's from SNL in Portlandia. He's playing Skip. And then it's got Tim Heidecker, who had small appearances in Bridesmaids and Ant-Man and the Wasp, but he's mostly just like a big comedian. And he's playing Rook. And then there's an appearance from Travis Kelsey. He's on the show. Um, he plays the fourth crew member in their crew, and it was pretty funny as a sports fan to see Travis Kelsey in the show. So this show is about a NASA crew that is living and learning in the NASA moon base simulator that's in the desert in Arizona. So they have to treat it like they're on the moon and eat like they're on the moon and um, like harvest like all the stuff that you would see on like some sort of space mission is what they have to do in the desert in Arizona. Then they've got to like suit up when they need to go outside. And they've got this little like Rover thing looking that looks like one of those like kids, like cars, you know, where you like ride them and you push the pedal, like those little toy ones. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, so it's pretty funny to see these guys interacting. They're all three really good comedians and they're all pretty funny. Um, it's just like another one of those funny space shows where they're trying to go to the moon. Um, so I haven't watched the whole season, like I said, just the first few episodes, but go check it out on Showtime. It's pretty funny. John C. Riley's always pretty funny, except for like Watson and Holmes. That movie sucked balls. But John C. Riley's a riot, and the rest of the crew is pretty funny as well. So I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, but I thought I would share that with you guys because I thought it was a pretty good show and it was pretty funny. Um, from what I've seen so far. So that's the show today. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you like the show, please share with your friends and spread the word. That's the only marketing I have is you guys and my Twitter and Snapchat pages. So if you like what I'm doing, please spread the word. We'll be back on Tuesday with some NFL Week 11 review and hopefully some big time NBA free agency talk. So enjoy today, guys. Peace.